you guys know, I like Harry Styles a lot. I really do. I think yeah. he's great. I like, I, I really like him a lot. Would I, I won't see, the amount of times I've seen Harry Styles is too much for one person, for me. Yeah. It's too much for me. <laughs> I'm recording. Great, me too. How you doing? Good. How are you? Mm. Mm. I feel like mm-hmm. the energy of my greeting mm. is not matching, matching mine. The mm-hmm. energy that it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You seem good. What's happening? What's um, good? I'm just pretending to be good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, fake it till you make it. I mean, it's just like, it's all, um, minor shit, you know? Uh, I'm sore from doing, um, an exercise that I thought I was like, well, I'll just tell you in the swim spa, you know, that I'm not (laughs) a strong enough swimmer to, um, to like swim against the current in the swim spa because it's like mm-hmm. for like a Michael Phelps type. And I am sure. not, uh, I'm not there yet. So I was thinking, well, it'd be really ideal if I could do like, um, like jogging or like walking on a treadmill in the swim spa because I know people do that. But then I looked and like aqua treadmills are like $2,000 or something. And I was like, Come on, like what? That's expensive. Like it should just cost the regular amount. You should just be able to put like a regular treadmill in your in your water. How much are regular treadmills though? I feel like they're really expensive too. I mean, you can get like a really cheap one for like a couple hundred bucks. But so anyway, really? Yeah. Then I was like, can I wear roller skates like in the? Oh my god! Well, you know my story. <laughs> How I broke my wrist. I was like, you could technically jog in your pool wearing, um, in your swim spa wearing roller skates. But then I was like, that's a recipe for drowning for sure. 100%. Like, yeah, what? You've already drowned. Yeah. Wait, did you, you know, there are these things, these like water aerobics things you can buy. Yeah. Like the belt and like the thingies or whatever. The little like hand things. Yes. Well, I don't It like creates resistance. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know that I need resistance more than the water at this point. Okay. Um, But so anyway, I watched some YouTube videos, you know, the source of all good information. Um, I mean, it's how I learned how to fix my dryer. (laughs) And then I just um, put on a podcast and went in the swim Mm -hmm. spot and did like what this recommended. And it's basically like you, you don't need a treadmill. You can basically like fake jog in your water in your swim spa yeah. in a lake That's, or whatever and it's kind of like the moonwalk like you just drag your feet yeah and, yeah that makes sense to me and I was like oh okay I'm getting this I'm listening to my podcast this is so easy this doesn't hurt my body oh, at no. all because no. you know I'm like very um I have very feeble joints yeah. as we've mm-hmm. discussed but so mm-hmm. anyway I did it the whole time and I like obviously mm-hmm. didn't break a sweat because I was in the water and um that's surprising to me though because I would think that you could break a sweat in the water no because it was it was pretty cold it was cold oh, so okay. which I okay. am like 
because I'm from New England, I think like being cold is good for you and mm-hmm. like it's healthy and it's healthy to like suffer a little bit in the cold. So well. anyway, cut to it was like 50 minutes. I jogged nonstop for like 50 minutes, which is a feat I could never do on land. So like I'm clearly like a sea creature, even though I can't not a strong swimmer. So whatever that is. Um, but anyway, now I'm like so sore that I want to vomit. Everywhere. You're sore yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it just, like, the, it, I clearly, like, um, was using parts of me that I hadn't used, and uh, and I should have taken it easy, but I thought I was taking it really easy, and now I'm just, like, sore as fuck, and, uh, yeah, and just walking, like, I can't, I'm, I'm not bending over to, like, pick anything up, you know, I'm not. I mean, I, listen, I... I don't know if this is controversial. I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> to not bend think, over to pick anything no, up? No, I mean, sure. But I mean, also just to be the, like that sore from working out, it's like you're supposed to be sore. Yeah, I mean. Because you're supposed to like be using different muscles than before. Yeah, I guess You know so. what I mean? I mean, like, here's what I wish. I wish that I had just said, let me do this for... 20 minutes instead of 40 or 50 minutes. I wish I had, you know, and so that, because here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to um, be sore for five days, which is be, would be really typical for me in, um, in my condition. And like, but you, sh- but you have to like, you know, you have to go back. I know that's what I'm saying. You got to go that's do it I'm again. Saying. Like I'm, I'm avoiding doing it again. But you have to. I know. Because you have to, it's, it's the soreness is like the buildup of lactic acid in your muscles I and you kn- have to like release it. I know. I know all of this logically, Guys, but I'm like. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but what I do know is muscle soreness. <laughs> it seems like there should be like, there should be a valve on you to like let the lactic acid out. You know? I mean, is that what we're going to invent? <laughs> Maybe just like a little spigot. I'm sure <laughs> lactic acid is good for something, but it's not. It's not good for me right now. And you know that I'm like with the cramps. Like people at home might know this, might not, or might not know this. But I have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Not the serious. So does so does I. So does, so does I. So does your girl. Um, and so. Do I. so one of my biggest, like my biggest symptom is, well, besides hypermobile joints, is that I get really bad cramps, like pretty constantly. Um, and not just like, they're like Charlie horses, but like all over my bod, sometimes even in my neck or face or whatever. So I... Terrible. No, I sound like the world's biggest baby when I'm like, oh, I can't, blah, blah, blah. But it really is so bad that, like, if someone in my family sees me trying to reach something in, like, an upper cupboard, they race to, like, push me out of the way of the cupboard so that they can reach it for me because no one wants to see. My husband calls it snakes. He's always like, you got snakes in you because he's like, I've seen you have a cramp where I can see, like, your muscle bunching up and, like, writhing under your skin and it's disgusting. (laughs) So the worst ones I get are, like, along the sides of my torso or whatever. So anyway, Mm. that's why – we saved up to get this swim spa because it just felt like it would be like the least impact type of exercise. And I could do something and like do some movement without 
injuring myself, but I just mm-hmm. went a little hard in or getting too sore. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I here's the good thing about it. Here's the positive side about it is I was enjoying myself so much and thinking it was so easy and just being like, you know, I'm I'm like a normal girl. I'm <laughs> I'm a real girl jogging. <laughs> Um, but now I know, now I know just to go like a little easier next time and, and, but there has to be a next time. I can't just avoid it forever. No, I mean, you should do it today. (laughs) As soon as we get off off the, as soon as we get off the call. Yeah. You should go, you know, right back, get back on that horse. (laughs) It's a part of like the larger everything, you know, just being like, oh my God, I can't even fucking do this. I can't even fucking fake jog in water. Come on. I feel that deeply. Yeah, I bet. I feel the like, yeah, I feel the like, ugh, I can't even fucking do this. <laughs> you know, I think that that's a feeling that maybe a lot of people can relate to in this moment in time. I, I think you're probably right. It feels like that, right? Like it feels like at every turn you're just like being punched in the fucking face thwarted thwarted and then it's just like well i can't even do the okay so i've i've had a rough this week's been rough yeah let's hear about your rough week you texted me yesterday about your day yesterday and you said it in a funny way that made me laugh but then i felt bad for laughing because it wasn't funny at all it felt like i was writing it in a way that was funny but true too true (laughs) Funny, but true. Funny. It. I understand what you mean. Yeah. Because it, because I was like, is, does this suck? And then I just listed, <laughs> you know, like basically like, like the the 24 hours of my life. So, well, I mean, oh God, it sort of starts, it started with the fact that I was in, LA last week and I was there for the whole week. Yeah. And I had the FYC event, you know, for Girls Five Eva. Right. Are you guys, are people watching it? Do people know what Peacock is? We got a shout out on My Favorite Murder and that's a big deal. Yeah, the podcast, my favorite murder, because that. Why did you? I don't think you had to say the podcast. I feel like everybody, it's been like, isn't it like the most listened podcast of all time or something? But just in case, here's what I've learned from many years working in television and media of all types. Not everybody knows things. Never assume that people know whatever you're talking about. So, my favorite murder, the podcast, is like, it's a monster. It has millions of listeners and they It's not about monsters. Though. It's not about well, in a way, <laughs> human monsters. Um well, human monsters. It's about monsters and it's hosted by monsters. No, I mean, that would be a good podcast though. Monsters? Monsters talking about monsters. I would listen in. Um But real monsters, like furry ones. Yeah, like Sesame Street brand monsters. Um Muppets. Muppets basically. That's, now you're just pitching the Muppet show. Yeah, which, I mean, okay. is that a surprise? So. No, not a surprise at all. <laughs> you know, there's two things I care about in this world, Prince and the Muppets. 
Um, I love the Muppets too. I really do. <laughs> I've always loved the Muppets. I've always loved Miss Piggy. Always deeply related to Miss Piggy. I'm obviously very close aesthetically to Janice. <laughs> and I really look like Janice, but K- Kermit yeah. the Frog was truly like my first celebrity crush. I think it went like Kermit the Frog, John Ritter, then Prince, and then that's it. That's pretty much my my whole taste rolled into. That's my sexuality. I guess. And like, Matt, bless your heart. I mean, right? He's, if you yeah. had to make a combo of those three. three not far off fellas, is all I'm saying. Not far off. Um, but so anyway, back to you. Girls Five Baba. Back yeah, to so Girls Five Baba. Yeah. Yeah. Mentioned on My Favorite Murder. But I think a lot of people are talking about Girls Five Baba. Oh, really? Yes. It's really good this year. I will say that. <laughs> the I just I mean watched, I I believe in it deeply. I just watched. Well, I didn't just watch. I watched it when it came out. But the last episode, so many podcast listeners are asking with the facial threads and yeah, that was um, intense. What else were they saying? It was just a lot of stuff. They wanted that, to know what it was. No, it was a lot of stuff that we talked about on the podcast. Your character was talking about, and so they wondered if you had any input in the in the story or if yes, just- that was the story I pitched. <laughs> I pitched exactly one story this year. Okay, and I, I it was about the facial threads. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yes, that is that is that. There you go. The other thing that's weird about Girls Five Eva this year is that. So, so you know how Mark and I are separated and getting divorced, Casey. Um, <laughs> you know, I thought that I thought that you'd ease into it a little more, but yes, I do know. Feels like. There's no way to ease into yeah, that. Yeah, there's really not. You know not. what I mean? There's really not. Um, and it's wild that the storyline for my character has followed the same lines a little bit. Yeah. As my own life. Um, although lots of differences. Lots of differences. <laughs> it's not, yeah. But mostly just the same in that... Uh, well, it's been a really long time now that Mark and I have been separated. Like, and, you know, we, our kids know, our families know, our friends know, and we really discussed, like, what, how do we, how do I handle it sort of like publicly? Because when we first separated, it was like February of last year. Right. <laughs> you guys can all go back and do deep dives on the pod if you want to. Maybe we'll get a bump in listening. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding, not kidding. Not kidding. But the, but the truth is we, you know, there's like, a, a conventional idea of what a person in the public eye is supposed to do when their relationship ends. And it's been like just very well established, right? 
Like you make a statement, you're committed to remaining friends, please respect our privacy and our family's privacy in this time, right? Yeah. But the truth is like, who made that rule up? Right. That's how you do it. Right. I'm serious. Yeah. And if anything, the last several years has shown me, it's a little bit that like, you can only do what's right for you and your family. Right. Whether or not you have a public facing life or you just post on Facebook or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Because we all at this point have a public facing life. But you don't have to follow a conventional idea just because it's been done before. I really do believe that. Right. And Mark and I talked about it. And when we first separated, like, we couldn't even think about putting one of those statements out. It made us sick, both of us. Like, truly ill. And... And I thought about that thing about writing, like, um, who is it? Is it, is it bird? Is it Anne Lamott? Bird by, maybe it's Anne Lamott. Is it Lori Moore? Is it Lori Moore? Who says like, be wary of writing about something that you haven't, if you're right, like when you're writing a memoir or if you're writing about a real event, be wary of writing about a thing before you've processed it. Right. Well, whoever said it, she was smart. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good idea. And I think that like, you know, we do so much processing as we go. Right. All of us, all of us do. And that's just the nature of the world right now, right? The nature of social media. Right. But yeah, I, I mean... Mark and I have been doing this process with, it's been, it's a journey. It's a journey. It's been a journey. Right. You know? And when you think about that idea of what we're like supposed to do in these situations publicly, like the things we're supposed to do publicly. Right. It's not a one size fits all statement. And yet it like always is the same statement, you know? Right. But Mark and I wanted to really figure out how it was going to all work and what it was going to look like for our family and for our friends and family before involving my public friends. And there was a huge chunk of me that wanted to talk about it here on the podcast because we, you and I do so much processing, but because of the way that celebrity culture is and how things get extrapolated, I just, it was a safer bet to not. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Because the surest way that Mark and I have been able to ensure the privacy of our kids that we love so fucking much was by not involving the public. Right. Right. And, you know, Bertie made a TikTok. 
<laughs> after we told them that we were getting, you know, that we were separated and Bertie was like processing it, you know, so like some of our friends or people that we even know, because Bertie's like TikTok's private, you know? Yeah. But like we have, we know people, but we're not like close with them, but their kids and Bertie are friends. And so like we had, you know, we had like that thing where I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't even told like so-and-so, you know, like a close friend, but like right. this random person knows. And I I get that it's like, I don't know. I think it's been confusing for some of our friends, extended friends and stuff, but like this time is confusing. And I don't just mean Mark and I like ending our romantic relationship. I mean, the last several, many years, you know, is, and it's tough to know (laughs) when I was in LA, I ran into BJ Novak at, um, like I went to get something at M M cafe, like my favorite, like macro food place. And I ran into BJ Novak and it was so funny because he was like, well, he's always very like nonchalant. I've known him forever, you know, and he was super nonchalant about running into me. And I was like, oh my God, hi. (laughs) And he was like, wow, you're really surprised to see me here. And I was like, I haven't seen anyone in years. Right. Like I haven't just run into anyone in years. Right. And part of that was because it was the pandemic. And then we moved to across the country. Right. And like, it just, I haven't seen so many people that I used, that used to be like a major part of my weekly, daily, monthly life. I would just like see people all the time that I knew. Yeah. Um, He didn't realize it was a reunion for you. It was a reunion for me. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I mean, I'm going to, you know, we're not fully processed, you know, Mark and I, but we are in a place where we've like had these many conversations and therapy talks and all of these things where we decided that it felt like it's, it's an okay time for me to at least like, like say it on this podcast and yeah, yeah. You know, and have that be what it is. And I mean, I also can talk about the way that we're doing it because it's a little different. Well, I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> one of the, you are the, if I may, you are the least separate, separated people I've probably ever known. Well, we love each other. Right. Very much. Right. And we, have these beautiful kids together. And there are a lot of things that really work about our relationship. And the idea that our therapist presented, that my therapist also presented. By the way, I just want you to know, this helicopter is going to land on the roof of the, of this building. They heard you separate. Like, seriously, it is, what the heck... They want to get a picture of you. I'm not even kidding you. You guys, it's been like crickets all day. It's been silent, silent oh all day. And God. now there's like some, I, we, now we got to go on the Citizen app. Gotta I got to find out what's happening. What? Cyclist attacked with a hatchet. Oh, Lord. Holy shit. 
A, the suspect fled on a moped. What the fuck is happening? Who even has a hatchet in New York City? What is there to chop up? Oh, my God. Get off the Citizen app. Oh, sorry. The hatchet was yesterday. Oh, the hatchet was yesterday. Okay. This is so strange. Um, this feel, I feel like this really put a wrench in <laughs> my talking about this. Because now, what do we do about this noise? It's okay. We can just go on with the helicopter. It feels as though he might be here for a while. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. 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 H-E-L-P. BetterHelp. BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns. We've been talking about them. Oh, Lord. Changes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, board. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Grief, moments of growth, moments where we feel like maybe we're taking some steps back. And it is important to show up for yourself through all of the struggles just and all of the things that life can bring. BetterHelp Online Therapy is here for the twists and the turns and will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Honestly, we've been talking about this so much. This isn't a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy that's done securely online and the service is available for clients worldwide. Literally could not be easier. We were talking about this last week where I was like, you guys, if you need help, you can get help. And people are like, I don't know where to start. Well, this is a place to Here's start. Where you can start. Um, yeah. And believe me, I know how it is when you have just made the decision that I'm finally going to get help. And then you just enter this world of like trying to figure out where you're going to turn and who can see you and who can talk to you. And it yeah. can be really, really daunting. And then you feel like you want to shut down and and just decide, okay, I'm not doing this actually. So that the fact that BetterHelp gets back to you in 48 hours is so crucial. This is to me such a huge deal. BetterHelp is a great way to show up for yourself, guys. Invest in your well-being. You deserve some better help. <laughs> Visit betterhelp.com slash busy. That's better H E L P. And join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. It's a special offer for the Busy Phillips is doing her best listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash busy. That's betterhelp.com slash B-U-S-Y for 10% off your first month. You got no excuses. <laughs> Go get some better help. Athletic Greens. Listen, <laughs> we are obsessed. Our next partner, it's a product we use every day. We started taking Athletic Greens when they sent it to us <laughs> to see if we wanted them to advertise on our podcast. And here's what Casey and I thought. We honestly love it. Amazing. Amazing. We love it. 
We love it. For me, I was taking so many supplements and I just was uh, opening like 10 million bottles a day. I felt like I spent half, it's half my day opening bottles and taking pills. And the truth is with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, literally all of the things. And it's lifestyle friendly. You know, we've talked about this before. You could be keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, guys. And I put it in a smoothie typically every morning. It's just part of my morning routine, but it tastes good enough that you can just, if you're not messing around with the smoothie, you can just stir it right into water and drink it. And it tastes very good. I've been doing it just in water. Yeah. Listen, right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially because, you know, that cold and flu is sticking around, guys. Yeah. It's one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, this is your time to try it. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash busy. Again, that's athleticgreens.com dot com slash busy to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Um, so what your therapist suggested to the, Oh, what our therapists said is that, and like, and I do think this is really interesting and it takes a great deal of, well, honestly, fucking therapy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what if you were able to like sort of retain the things that work in your relationship, remove the piece or pieces that don't. Right. And find a way to continue to be committed to your children and their stability and, and really for yourself as well. Cause you know, I think any parent will tell you, I mean, it's a hard job to do on your own. For sure. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, I've only ever had the smallest taste of it and I have so much respect for anyone that does it on their own. Um, and so we had like sold the house. I mean, really, guys, this has been going on for so long. We had sold the house in L.A. And then we bought the new house with the thought that it's going to be essentially like that's our family's home and 
like the kids have, you know, their bedrooms there and they love it. This is really bugging me. I'm sorry. This is really putting a fucking damper on my big divorce announcement. (laughs) Is someone (laughs) calling you? No, just, no, the, oh yeah, someone is calling me. (laughs) There's just too much shit going on, but this is fucking life. Right. This is. Remember, yeah, this is it. We were going to talk about it last week and then. I was just like, I said to Casey, I was like, I, we just, well, we just started talking, we started doing the podcast and I just couldn't, there was so much stuff happening in the world that was like heavy and weighing on my heart. And I couldn't, I, I just, we, ha- I, we needed to talk about that. Like I then was like, I mean, we waited a lot. Mark and I've waited over, well over a year. We could wait another, <laughs> we could wait, wait another fucking week. Um. Now there's like a dog. Now barking. a dog is freaking <sighs> out. Casey, I don't know what to tell you, but things are. It's that's maybe New Year's. Honestly, maybe it's the universe. Maybe the universe is like, don't talk about it. <laughs> but I feel like I. But I do. I do feel like it's. I don't know. I just feel like it's the right time. I just feel like it's the right time to like talk about it. Yeah. Um. But so. Our kids, so like the house is our family's home, and uh, Mark and I each have our own space in the home, i.e., sleeping quarters, <laughs> i.e., our own room, guys. We have yeah. our own room. Uh, and then the kids have their rooms, which they love. And although I, do, I have to work on Cricket's room, I gotta judge it up. It's like not very judged. It's not judged. Yeah, partially because I feel like she's at that age where it's like I'm loath to do anything because she's like her tastes are about to change. I can right. – I know it. Sure. And so it – and so I just was like, we'll just leave it white. <laughs> white walls. It just yeah. feels like kind of like – it doesn't feel very cricks in right. there. Right, right. She doesn't have like any art up. She doesn't have any – I did just get these like LED light up shelves. Oh, fun. That I that's, thought she could put her buddies in. That's very Crex. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then Mark and I like kind of rotate in and out of staying there with the kids. Sometimes we're both there. We've both been there a lot recently with yeah. the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like all hands on deck. And I was so grateful in that whatever, 10 days that like we were doing it the way that we were doing it because we were able to like be with our kids and be all together and we were all sick. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's look, it's not for everyone. And obviously like it's, there's a lot of complication and hardship within the arrangement sometimes for us, the two of us. Right. The trick, obviously, and the point is to not have that be a thing that the kids feel or see. Um, You know, like in the home or when we're sort of doing our Gina. (laughs) 
Well, now here we go. It's just, I mean, yeah, this is just a very, uh, what do we call it? Alfresco real life podcast today. Gina's barking at the neighborhood dog. That's mad that the helicopter went away. Yes, we heard. We heard you. You got it. You're good. Everybody knows you're here. Just go back to sleep, baby. Gina's not feeling good. I got to see what's going on with her, too. Oh, no. That's part of why the last, like, many days of my life has been so... Stressful. Shitty. Yeah. (laughs) Stressful. Um, But, yeah, like, weirdly, the divorce. Not one of them in the last few days. (laughs) But, But, and by the way, I say divorce, but, like, we haven't even, I don't know, we haven't even, like filed anything but like we also did forget to legally get married for four months or something so (laughs) you know what I mean like I do have friends that are like are you guys ever gonna actually get divorced I'm like I don't know yes probably probably I think so I imagine Uh I mean listen I still have your birthday gift from last year in my closet so did you get that thing I sent you I was going to mention it, but then we started talking about real things. Yes, thank you. Busy sent me a very thoughtful birthday gift. Do you have that? I don't have it, but (gasps) I do collect those. Busy sent me the um, the Purple Rain program from that tour, but I was going to— You don't remember back when you would go to concerts and you could buy programs? Why don't they do that? I don't know because it was That's like so the best dumb. thing. It, it was, was the, the best, best thing. It was the best thing. And I don't have that one. And that was really the only concert that I ever had like a shot in hell of going to because my friend's dad won tickets on the radio. And we thought that we were going to go because we both loved Prince so much. And then he told us that he sold the tickets because the family needed the money, which I understood, but I was devastated. But so I'm so happy to have that program because that's my... God, that's so sad. That's my hero lineup. But that's, you know, that's where I grew up. That's life. That's life. Yeah, yeah. But thank you very much. But I was going to thank you for it, but then we started talking about real shit and I didn't want to interrupt it. But yeah, so anyway. That's life. (laughs) We get the birthday gifts and... Also, <laughs> also other stuff, other, other, other things. Um, but my point is I still have your birthday gift in the closet from last year because so much has just been going on and like waiting for things to settle and figure out where, like where the chips were falling and where to send it. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> so you take as long as you need to. To file whatever paperwork or or don't. I mean, or whatever. I mean, but this is the thing. Like, I just feel like uh, part of me is, I don't know. It's really, what do I want to say? When I've, I've talked to, you know, people about what Mark and I are doing, like how we have been doing this and whatever. And people will be like, oh, you're consciously uncoupling and or whatever, you know, like people get really, uh, or this one, this in particular, I guess is called nesting. Oh, okay. Where like, there's one, the kids stay put. Basically the idea is like the kids stay put and it's the parents who basically have to be inconvenienced (laughs) and, uh, and they have, and, and you have to like, 
figure out how to like ease all of the tension and stuff between the two of you so that you can like effectively co-parent, be in the house. Right. Like at the same time, because that happens a lot. Like you're hanging out a lot still. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is that like, I feel like a lot of times people get, you know, have this like snark or judgment when they talk about, you know, unconventional ways of not being (laughs) in relationships anymore. And, you know, everyone had had a version of like rolling their eyes at at Gwyneth Paltrow, right? When she started talking about consciously uncoupling. Yeah. But God, how fucking great for her to have started talking about the fact that there are many different ways to move through relationships changing. And like everything, relationships are can be living things. Right. Right. Well, that's the thing is they like, can change and like grow and become different things. Yeah. Your relationship's not if you over. Allow them to. It's evolving. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, I mean, and that's like one of the biggest tricks the patriarchy ever sold us. Right. Right. Is that you belong to someone else. They belong to you. It's like, guys, let's just. Let's just get rid of that idea for a second. Right. Like, and you can, ha- I mean, you can be partnered in an, a very healthy relationship. I'm not saying, you know, a very healthy monogamous relationship. There are all different kinds of ways to exist and to get, to have your needs met and to make sure that your needs are being met. And I just feel like, it's so interesting. Like culturally we're in this moment where it does feel like there's a very concerted energy and attack at trying to ensure that patriarchal systems of oppression and white supremacy stay in place for another thousand years. Right. And I think if we can, like, all work on freeing ourselves from pieces of that that we hold on to, it will help evolve the whole thing. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know... Like, I get what you're saying, and I think um, I want to preempt anyone that's, like, saying, like, is she saying that she hates marriage? I don't think that's what you're saying. I think you're just saying, like, we all have to do what's right for us and not do the thing that culturally we're told that we have to do. And then when it's time for it to change, again, we have to do what's right for us and not do the thing that's just culturally what every single other person has done. Right. Because I think 
also so much of it has to do with shame, right? Sure. So much of it has to do with shame, especially for women, like what your needs are or being able to like speak to what they are, having them met in ways. And I'm not just saying like sexually. I mean, I'm saying all across the board. Right. Like, you know, we are generally speaking, especially women of our generation, have been like taught and shown that, you know, subjugating your needs is what being an adult woman it looks is, right. you know? Right. I'm not saying I hate marriage. I'm saying I hate culturally what it looks like right. and how and how it culturally especially here reinforces really bad patriarchal misogynistic ideas of like what women should be what they should do how they should live their lives. I mean, even conversations, you, you know, just like bringing it into pop culture, like even conversations that I was just seeing online the other day about Olivia Wilde, right? you know, and just all kinds of assumptions and things being said about her and the cho choices she's made in her. And it's like, you have no fucking right Anybody. And Olivia Wilde is like obviously famous and right. that's a, but that happens all the time in every friend group in like, you know, your schools. There's like these little bits of barbing gossip about how other women are living their lives, choosing to live their lives and honestly, specifically, when it doesn't fall into, like, what the idea that has been, like, just ingrained in us from a patriarchal, like, totally misogynistic point of view. Right. It's like everything that – everything that we've sort of talked about in the past, just, like, the – the labor and the care that women are supposed to do in the in the family unit um and just you know everything like getting the birthday gifts for the kids birthday parties that they're going to and remembering the holidays and like arranging parties and you know for oh my for god like, in that episode of girls five ever being the one that the people contact yes on the contact yes list. the contact which is like being the contact mom that it, that i loved that part of that episode because that is a thing where i always worked in manhattan when we lived in connecticut my husband worked from home for years but even when he went back to work in a workplace he worked in our town in connecticut and so we would bury my information on any school form, bury it, bury it. They'll find you. Like They'll we would put you. it on line 100Z with a note that said like, you know, mom works in the city. Please do not contact her unless you've reached out to dad first. Uh, 
And also, like, I have a completely different last name than my children. So to someone who didn't know, I wouldn't even present as the mom. And they, every school, every time would dig, dig, dig to find my phone number, to call me in Manhattan, just to have me say, dad is right five minutes away. Call him. He's right there. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Um. We've done a good job of that uh, because we don't put my phone number or email on anything. (laughs) (laughs) So that has actually, we've been able to rectify that situation. I'm shocked that they don't still find it. I'm shocked they don't DM you on Instagram and be like, "Uh, before I reach out to Mark Busy, I just wanted to DM you on Instagram and say that Cricket twisted her ankle on the playground. I mean... Well, we then, we realized that, I mean, especially after that story I told a couple of weeks ago, I think people are afraid of me <laughs> a little bit. You know what I mean? Not, I do think that I cut a little bit of an intimidating, it's so funny because I'm like, like I said, I'm like afraid of authority, but I do think I can be, I could be a little bit strong. You go a little hard sometimes. I go but fucking like, hard. Well, I do go hard. You know, I mean... I think sometimes like when you're there, you know, in the moment and you're like feeling like you're feeling, sometimes you have to go as hard as, you know, that like the level that you're at. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just have to say it. And it's good to, you know, I've known people like that, that that like they say what's on their mind, but like no lies detected as the young people say, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's like people do get very offended. And I used to, I used to notice this a lot when I worked for Rosie O'Donnell is that people would be like, Oh, she was really tough. Like she really spoke to me. And I'm like, what in a forthright manner? Like (laughs) she didn't use like a baby voice to you. Like, oh, she knows exactly what she would like. Yeah, and, she's and it was asking for it. Directly. It was so weird because, like, working for Dave Letterman, he was they were like the same tough. You know what I mean? And and both of them, by the way, not that tough to be honest. Like, uh, but people would always point it out. Like Rosie spoke to me in like a very, and I'm like, okay, she didn't yell at you. And they'd be like, no, but she like wasn't smiling and it wasn't like she didn't sound friendly and it seemed like she might be annoyed. And I was like, I don't Mm. know, guys, this seems like Mm. bullshit to me. This seems like bullshit. (laughs) But that's what I mean. But that's why I think like in in a way, like this is all bullshit, guys. Mm -hmm. It is. It just is all bullshit. And until we all decide to change our way just for ourselves you can't like you can't do any we 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 can't do anything about the collective maybe we can change like you know we can have um conversations at dinner parties and like whatever you know like we can raise our children to have sort of different ideas and values and thoughts about things different ways of moving through the world you know but most people don't do that most people are just on fucking autopilot Right. And like, I feel like I get it because I've been there and I just want more than to go through life 
subscribing to some I- ideas that I didn't fucking sign up for. Right. They were just given to me. Right. They were just like put programmed into my DNA. Right. Into my person. Right. And so, like, I just want to say, going back to, like, what you said about Gwyneth Paltrow and people rolling their eyes at conscious uncoupling, like, that's on us for being assholes. That's what I mean. You know yes. what I mean? Like, it's yes, like, that's right. You can, 100%. Yes, you can roll your eyes at Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle if you, like, want to ignore that it's clearly tongue-in-cheek. And the fact that, like, and the fact that, like, by the way, just another woman who's trying to demystify right the the female experience and the female anatomy right and some of it's yeah. total bullshit some totally. of it is total snake bullshit oil. great Loose, snake oil whatever if you can afford it if it makes you feel something great but it's nothing that anyone needs but in terms of like conscious uncoupling to roll your eyes at like what that they like came up with like a phrase or whatever I think that a doctor came up with it. a doctor came up with yeah probably and that it, like that they choose to make a statement in that way and like it yes I remember I remember it being splashed everywhere and it was like it was all pinned on Gwyneth right like nobody was like oh Chris Martin oh totally uncoupling whatever whatever but here's By the what way, I wa- and can I just say one thing though about that real fast can yeah, I interject sure. because I've just been in this process now with Mark for, you know, well, I mean, like a year and a half, basically. Yeah. There aren't, I mean, the truth is, it seems to me that it's rare. Well, maybe it's, they're never just, maybe it's because they've never been, it's never been asked of them. But it feels to me like it, like it really does take a kind of um, very, in touch man who's able to see a full picture and not get bogged down by ideas of what masculinity is, what a man's role is. Like, it's impressive, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, Not that I'm, well, see, I mean, that's my patriarchal ideas. <laughs> like why, you know, like. Why is it impressive? It, yeah. But it is. It but should it be is. the norm. Well, I was going to say, like, it, it just, it is, it's impressive that I think both of you are deciding to do it this way because my parents, who I love, split up when I was 10 and they did it the way that we're all used to parents doing it. They hated each other, and they could never be in a room together, and it was a contentious divorce, and I really was stuck in the middle. And I was, you know, I hardly ever saw my dad. I couldn't talk to my mom about it. When I did see my dad, I would be excited, and I know that was hard for my mom Uh, to see because she was the one doing all the hard work of, like, raising me. And it seemed like he was, like, the fun dad, you know? And so it just got fucked up. Like, when my dad didn't show up, I'm sure in a way she was, like, well, felt vindicated and, you know. And so there wasn't, there wasn't 
a great deal of thought, I don't think, given to how to handle everything or like how to manage you, me. So in the middle of it. Yeah. I think it was just what everyone was doing. Let me tell you something. And I don't think I'm reinventing anything here. Right. But most people live their lives like in a totally selfish way, even after they have children. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even having kids is like a selfish act. Yeah. Could be argued. I don't know. I'm just making this up, guys. I don't fucking know anything. But I'm just saying like when a family, like if, if the parents in a family decide to not stay together. And honestly, I looked to my lesbian friends. <laughs> I have I have right. many lesbian friends who have gotten divorced and they're still like over at each other's houses. Right. Like, like you know, the, mo- the moms, like they just maintain this friendship. Like right. they're just able to like move through it in a way that like isn't horribly dramatic for the kids and toxic. Yeah. And I have a very close friend in Los Angeles and I will just not say her name, but she also has, she has a tradish, uh, tradish, (laughs) tradish divorce. Wait, (laughs) but I mean like what tradish divorce is what I just said. They stopped living together. They got divorced. Okay. And, but they had kids Yeah. And they managed to, and and they did like a more um, like tradish, what's it called? Child. Like a custody. uh, What's it called? Custody. Oh my God. Jesus. My brain. Um, (laughs) They did. So so like tradish, tradish, like more tradish custody arrangement. Visitation and. Totally. Well, no, like. Weekends yeah, like with the, dad. they would go yeah. like one, half the time to the dad, half the time Got it. to the mom's house. But over time, like they sort of melded into like an open door kind of policy. The dad was always, my friends remarried. Like he, you know, they're all friends. Like during COVID, they all potted together. Yeah. The ex-husband has a girlfriend for many years. Like, and the kids are really well adjusted in their, and they're older now. Yeah. Um, and they're very like secure. They seem really like they just made it a point to not have it be. They worked through their shit on their own time. Right. Right. And when they were around the kids, around each other, they were like, all right, let's just do this. And then after a, after a period of time, you know, like any of those things that you felt, like if you don't, it's a fire, right? Like if you don't feed the fire, right. it goes away. It goes away, yeah. And if you work, actively work at putting out the fire, <laughs> it goes away. Well, that makes me so happy because, I mean, I know so many people, so many parents that had like, let's say, traditional toxic divorces. Yeah. And the pandemic really highlighted that because so many people were saying, like, 
my kid still wants to go to the other parent's mm-hmm. house on the weekend, but they're dating someone who I know goes out and like goes to parties and is still going to the gym. And so I can't allow that. Can you imagine being a kid no. and having your no. parents collaborate and cooperate on a situation where you were at the center of it and they were like, the only thing that's important is the health and safety and happiness of you and mom and dad or mom and mom or dad and dad or whoever and whoever uh, are going to do what's best for you first and foremost, because that's what we want to do. We want to do that for you. That would be like a fucking revelation that so many kids have never even heard of. What a privilege that would be to be able to just be like. Yeah, this is for you. And not just like we're doing this because it's what's best for you, but we want to do what's best for you. And it's our pleasure to do it this way. I mean, that was basically what we said to our kids. Now, listen, uh, like my children always, they're not, (laughs) I don't know if they're, (laughs) I don't know how grateful they are in this moment, but. All I can ever hope for is that it'll hit one day in therapy when they're like 35. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like my favorite theme yeah, song it's is a the really Foria good one. theme it's a good song. One. I mean, imagine the best orgasm or sex you ever had. And now imagine it could be even better. Well, that's what. Foria is going to give you. Foria is a product that's using all natural and plant-based ingredients that intensifies sexual pleasure and relieves discomfort. Yes, discomfort. Let's talk about that, ladies. How many people are like, I mean, recently I've been having conversations with friends where they're like, I know, just sex is kind of like, well, for me, it just hurts kind of sometimes. I'm like, right, because you need to lube yourself up with Foria. (laughs) There's a fix for that. (laughs) You got to use the sex oil. You got to use Awaken. They're the dynamic duo. It really is. Foria has a serious cult following. Tens of thousands of people who've had their sex lives transformed. And yeah, like you said, the the duo, star team, Awaken Arousal Oil and the Foria Sex Oil. Perfect combo to really get you going, guys. Get ya Don't just take our word for it. Please, please, please go on their website and read their testimonials because they're from real people who are using the products just like us and they are highly entertaining and possibly arousing for you. Who knows? I mean, anyway, you have our permission to try it. We fully endorse you to go ahead, treat yourself to more deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it and as often as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners, 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash best or use code best at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash best for 20% off your first order. We recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil. You're going to thank us. Helix! 
Mm, gotta. You know what? I will say, you know what I was regretting the other night that I didn't invest in the Helix cool sleep mattress. Oh, man. Normally not an issue. Normally not an issue. Do you know what I mean? But I was like, why didn't I just get the one that is cool? <laughs> But now my air conditioning's fixed, so. Still, I mean, I love my Helix mattress, and I've been so grateful for it these past few days when I've been sore, as I was complaining about in this podcast, because just falling into that mattress is a a real comfy hug for me. Well, sleeping on a terrible mattress is not good for anyone, and like truly... If you wake up and you're like, oh, I just slept wrong. It's like, yeah, well, you probably need a new mattress, actually. And you need a Helix mattress because Helix is the best. We love them. Um, So you go on their website. They have a quiz. It takes two minutes to complete, and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Everyone's unique. Helix knows that. They have several different mattress models to choose from. They have the soft, medium, Firm mattresses. I have medium. Mattresses, great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. I don't normally, but I did wish that I had gotten that one. (laughs) Um, And they have a Helix Plus mattress for plus size folks. Uh, If you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz, order the mattress you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever have to go to a mattress store again. And who wants to go to a mattress store? No one. Nobody wants to. No one. So listen, We love it. They're awesome. You don't need to take our word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash best. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that's going to give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They're even going to pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. You're going to love it. And Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash best. Go get it. I do think over the last like decade or so, I've seen many people who've managed to like change their relationship while maintaining their ability to co-parent effectively and be friends with one another. And like, you know, I will say it's like not without work and it's not without therapy, professional help. Yeah. And, and this, and it's been like, there have been moments where we're like, what are, why are we doing this? This is very hard. Like, what are, why are we doing this? Right. Um, especially when we had to live in that horrible apartment. That oh, one. God. I mean, <laughs> that would have, that would have tested anyone. I know. The most, you know. It was tough. It was real the tough. Mo- the most patient person <sighs> would have been tested. But, um, well, one thing I will say it, as, again, like a child of, of um, divorce, two things I'll say. The first thing is that I think immediately 
while your kids might not be able to articulate it or to say that they appreciate it, I think the dissolution of tension in that you probably were having before mm-hmm. um, is probably a huge relief to them, even though I'm sure nobody likes to hear that their parents are are having problems or separating or, you know, but I think that that is one thing that I do remember feeling like a huge sense of relief that there just wasn't going to be fighting. Like there was a lot of fighting in my family and right. um, I just wasn't going to have to, because also kids, like, I think it's pretty normal. All kids think that shit is their fault and they think that, or that they could somehow like be better or do something to. I wish my kids would think that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I wish they'd be like, you know what? We're going to be. We're going to get off our phones when you say. Oh, my gosh. I I just remember being like, if I can be perfect, like, then maybe my parents will will be less tense with each other. So, like, knowing knowing that that was kind of over improved my life kind of immediately. Mm -hmm. And also, I think that the fact that you've been honest with them, because I think a lot of parents aren't honest. They, like, sometimes I think parents are trying to, like, soften the blow and they say, we're separate, we're just separated. We don't know what's going to happen. And, like, I think, like, a lot of parents sort of feed their kids this um, notion that there's a possibility that they might get back together. And then that just sets up a whole fucking parent trap fantasy situation where, you know, you have two kids trying to live out Lindsay Lohan's uh, schemes, you know, trying to get mom and dad back together. Right. No. And I think, you know, it is, it's not an easy, well, also like, look, here's what's also difficult. There's no, nothing to really point to that's like, see, it's like those people, (laughs) like we're doing it like those people, right? you know, like it, it is, it's like sort of like a, like everything, like an ongoing conversation with the kids and like, you know, just sort of figuring out how to like get their brains wrapped around the idea that like this actually is is a much better version of a thing for you. Right. You know, like I want them to know that love is a living thing and that it doesn't have to just die and be killed and you get rid of it. Like the when you love people, you can nurture, you can grow the love, the love can change. Sometimes the love can become romantic. Sometimes the love can become unromantic, but the love can still remain. And like, Gina, good fucking God, hold on. Really on a roll, Gina. I want that for everyone. I want that for everyone, that understanding. I remember years ago, somebody saying to me, it's so funny, you're friends with all of your, like, exes. Yeah. Which is, like, not entirely true, but I am friends with a lot of people that I've dated or, you know, like, have had romantic relationships with. And to me, it just feels like it makes sense. Like, you... And because it's not people that you've had abusive relationships with. Like, that's a wholly other thing, guys. I'm not, like, speaking about, like, that you should be able to forgive an abuser. Don't go looking up someone on Facebook. No, I'm saying that, like, if you're in a relationship that shifts and changes 
on one side, on both sides. Like you should be able to have an ability to like meet it where it is and see if you also are able to shift and continue the relationship because there's value in there's value in in keeping people in your life. It's like the tie to your history and the best thing to have witness your present. Sometimes Colin and I look at each other with our kids like loving on each other and like you know Sam his wife and I like loving each other so much and we look at each other and we're just like god I'm so glad we get this because we were so close when we were kids when we were 19 years old right and like this is so fun to see how it's worked out for us right right and, and like, I mean, by the way, and I, and I'm saying to you, like, it's worked out for me and Mark. It really has worked out. You guys won. You succeeded. You have a beautiful family. You have, you know. And by the way, I, we should point out Mark's writing partner is like, he was engaged to her. Oh, yeah. Abby's his ex-fiance. You guys, you read my book? Yeah. So, I mean, like his whole career. He's got a track record as well of being able to part in, in, of being able to. And look, I don't know. I don't know. I don't live inside other people's hearts. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's not possible for some people, you know, maybe it's not. But for me, I think being open to the idea that when things shift in a romantic relationship, you don't have to throw it all away. Don't have to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Right, right. My favorite expression <laughs> since I was a child. I've always loved it. <laughs> and, and like you, and in fact, there's so much more value to be had and maybe even like a deeper appreciation and it, it maybe in some ways a deeper love to be had if you make the choice consciously <laughs> to hold on to parts of the relationship that are of value to both of you. I mean, I said to Mark the other day, I know you more now than I ever would have if I had, you know, decided to just like not do this work, like not power through really uncomfortable feelings and like do hard therapy stuff. I don't think I ever would have gotten to like the place where I am now. And I have more compassion for him and more empathy for him. And that was so gone in my relationship. Like I was like, truly like, can't be bothered by Mark's <laughs> feelings or thoughts. <laughs> like, you right, know, right. for a period of time. Right. And I, and you, you didn't know, want to be I like really, that. What? And that's not you. And you didn't want to be like that. I don't think. I don't. And I actually, I really regret that. I wrote about our marriage 
when I did because I hadn't processed so much about it in my book. And there were really unfair and shitty articles that were written about our marriage and him specifically, you know, right. from my point of view. And, and it's so fucking unfair because I'm here. I'm the one with the microphone, you know. And it was really hurtful, I know. And I am so deeply sorry about that too. But it was a good, I guess, lesson that we brought into this for the last year and a half, which is that I really wanted to sort of be able to see things clearly before I spoke publicly about it. And I do see so clearly now how grateful I am that I had kids with him and that he is the person that I get to parent my kids with <laughs> or ask for work advice <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, there's lots of things. There's lots of things. Well, I think you, you trust him so much and you always have tr really trusted him. Well, I haven't always really trusted him. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I think I've, I think you've always trusted his opinion Oh, I've always trusted his opinion, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's that I should be clear about that. Since I've known you, I think you've always really trusted his opinion. And like that alone is such a valuable thing to have in your life. But you know, you're making me think you're making me think about my relationship and how I think I've said this on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I knew that Matt would always be the most important person in my life on a day when I overheard someone saying something really shitty about me. And I couldn't wait to talk to him about it because he was the only person that I knew that was going to help me, like, make sense of it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, then I realized that he's the person that I want to run to when something good in my life happens. But he's the, also the person that I need to see when something bad in my life happens. And that... Even if something happened in our relationship, he would be the person that I would need to help me get through it. And all of these things that I'm saying don't have anything mm -hmm. to do with, like, feeling romantically involved with someone. They're all just right. they're all just things that you still can have, you know? Yeah. And you can have them in varying degrees because also, like, you know, you, you may, like, want to make space for the fact that, like, there'll be other romantic relationships. Like, there's other things where people fill in some parts, you know? But the core... I, I, I Look, I've, I've had some, like... I've had some people be real fucking judgy to me <laughs> about how we're doing this. I'm not kidding. Of course I'm I sure. have. I'm sure. And ultimately, I guess, like, with everything in my life. <laughs> if you don't get it, I'm glad you don't have to do it. Right. I'm glad it's not your family. I'm glad it's mine. 
Yeah, that's hard. I mean, I get people's curiosity. I don't I don't get judgment. I I mean, I don't understand why people would be judgy. I think that's Well, people just have their own ideas. They're like, "Well, yeah. that's not going to work. That's not like a thing that can really be right. sustainable. That's like not a thing that's going to really work or they have their own experiences or their own traumas or their own relationships or their own, you know, so much of people's judgment is just about them. Yes. We know this. All of it. All, All of it. it. Because it's people just about always them. make that classic mistake that like, because this is true for me, it's what's, you know, it's what happens. I was just talking to my friend from high school um, who I got to visit with recently. And he was saying like how every once in a while, it's very discouraging for him. He was star basketball player. And every once in a while, he'll post something on Facebook saying like, People always ask me about, like, this time in my life that should have been, like, the best time. But the truth is I was experiencing a lot of racism and a lot of abuse and how so often whenever he does that, which takes a ton of courage to say something like that, people who we are, like, still casual friends with, classmates, white classmates will be like, I never saw that happen. I know, of course. And I'm like, what? I mean, Jesus. You're, it's the classic error of thinking that what applies to you— or what you saw or what you felt has any fucking thing to do with what is true for this other person who is not you, you know? So it just people, that's, it's like a thing that we should all put it on our bathroom mirror. Like what's true for me is not true for anyone else necessarily. We should just remind ourselves of that every day. Totally. And one thing they do teach you at Hoffman is to, like, use I statements, not you. Right. And I really think that, like, there is so much value to making that a habit. Yeah. Like, if I were talking to someone and they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't think I could ever do that. That feels like it would be too hard for me. I'd be like, oh, well, maybe, but... Oh, it's not easy. Sometimes it's like trickier than other times. We've gone through moments where it's been difficult, but like, you know, you kind of establish a thing and we're still figuring it out, you know. But for someone to just be like, oh my God, that can't work. Like what? No. I'm like, well, I mean, okay. It's where the meanest um, business adage applies. That's not a me problem. That's a you problem. Oh my God. I mean, I do. I love when I secretly love when people tell someone that like just because something would be difficult for you doesn't mean it's difficult for me or maybe it is difficult for me. But who gives a fuck? I'm doing it. Right, We're all everybody's different. Yeah. Um, but that none of this is why I had such a harrowing few days. No, none of it. I know. So it seems it's a little bit of a misdirect. Sorry. No, it's, I mean, listen, it's fine. It's fine. You're. It was just chaos. Like, yeah, it was had... just, New York was chaos. Yeah. Like, it was like an a heat wave like no other. Right. The air conditioning went out in the house. Right. I busted my ass to get back. I w- did that FYC event and then literally had to wake up at four in the morning the next day to get back in time for 
Harry Styles. (laughs) Yes. At the UBS arena. Which, by the way, when I said earlier, like, all I want is, like, for my kids to someday have a realization in therapy. Just so you guys know, I like Harry Styles a lot. I really do. I think he's great. I, like, I I really like him a lot. Would I – I won't see – the amount of times I've seen Harry Styles is too much for one person, for me. Yeah. It's too much for me. Yeah. However, I do hope that at some point in their life, Birdie will be like, you know, my mom really made it, like made an effort to take me every time I wanted to see Harry Styles play. I'm not, I'm not waiting for it. I was I'm just saying. Say. I'm not waiting. I don't know. Casey, don't, I'm not waiting for it. But I'm just saying, well, I know. At least I know. Yeah. I you, really made an effort. You know, and you got to see the happiness on their face. I don't, I don't know. I don't know whatever happens to the the kid that gets all their dreams come true. Well, this is, let me just tell you right now. In terms of Harry Styles. Well, let me tell you this right now. Busted my fucking ass. My plane was late. So then. I had to go into the city. At one point, Mark and I were discussing te- while I was te- on the plane texting, should someone just drive Birdie to JFK and then we should just go from here because it's like out on Long Island, the show. Right. And I was landing like in the afternoon and my plane kept getting like it was later. Anyway, my plane landed kind of late by the time to Friday, which I didn't even think about. <laughs> like, so... Two plus hours back into the city. Yeah. I essentially walked in the door. Like kind of like rinsed my face off. Changed. And then I had to like, no, Gina. And then I had to turn around, get in the car and drive us two and a half hours in traffic. Wow. To Long Island. You could have used that helicopter then. The NYPD one? This yeah, one? I this mean, guy? Who knows? I feel <laughs> I feel like somebody on the NYPD must be taking their friends to concerts or something. Well, for a while, I remember years ago hearing that there was, I mean, I didn't live in New York at this time, that there was Uber helicopter to to the Hamptons. There might Uber. still be. There might really? still be. Yeah. But you know, Bill Lawrence, who created Cougar Town, yes. and his daughter Charlotte who was like 14 maybe yeah like 13 or 14 at the time they were in a helicopter crash in the Hudson oh my god no way yes they no. I mean obviously survived but like yeah I mean no thank terrible you. yeah terrifying that's terrible but I yeah. don't ever want that <laughs> why are you, you know what I mean it, it just feels it feels dicey is yeah. all I'm saying yeah a helicopter it's... um anyway and then I think because it was like, oh, and it was raining. It was raining. You had to drive Ugh. in the rain, which at least people on the East Coast know how to drive in the rain. They don't. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was like insane. It was, it was people were being insane. And uh, and I think because the arena was like not filling up and the show was supposed to start at 8. Yeah. And so I thought, well, maybe 8.15, maybe 8, 9.15. I think they actually held the show because so many people were like late because of the traffic and the rain. Oh, wow. I don't know. I think they might have. Yeah. 
But also, for your girl, it's a long fucking time. Yeah. Because... You were exhausted. I'm exhausted. You had just yes. gotten off a plane. I was exhausted. Um, I just got off a plane into a car for two hours and then back into a car for two and a half hours. Yeah. So you're talking like uh, you're on like hour 12 of traveling. 12 or 13. Correct. Yeah. And then, oh boy. So at a certain point, I don't know how this happened exactly. Sometimes I think that I, like, one of the greatest parts of myself <laughs> is that I'm able to, like, engage in possibility. Right. And one thing that Birdie is not great at because Birdie has, like, a very literal mind, kind of like yeah. Mark, is uh, hypotheticals. Right. So, <sighs> Birdie was saying something like, during the show, like, I really want to meet Harry Styles. And I was like, I mean, yes. Wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, maybe we'll get to meet him sometime. And Birdie kind of took it that I was like, had planned it. And that, oh, oh it was. And by the way, to be fair, to your point. This kid has gotten a lot of, gotten to meet a lot of people. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo, gotten a lot of perks of being my kid and me pulling those strings. But the Harry Styles string was not one of them. Yeah. But like when they had the realization that it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Birdie was like crushed and on the way home started like hysterically crying mm. and I was at the end of my rope because it was like a full like hour 10 minute drive home with no traffic right hour 15 minutes something like that at the end of my fucking rope and like didn't parent well in that moment yeah. which was like are you out of your fucking mind like I just did all you know what I mean right. like I did like the bad version of parenting which is the which is the version that happens when you're fucking exhausted well, and you're depleted. You did the human version of like yeah. nothing you do is good enough. Nothing I do is good enough. And, and also I know that they are not fully in control of those feelings. Yes. But it's very hard when you're up against the limit of your feelings, which you also have feelings. Yes. And so it's an, and it's, then being told, like, you're the worst mother and blah, 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 blah. And, like, I was like, I am many things. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst mother, I think not. By the way, do you even know how fucking hard it was to get those Harry Styles tickets? Oh, my God. I know. I know. Thank God they were only 25 bucks cause each because, I mean... I saw what they were being scalped for. Right. Yes. My friend Gail got a single ticket in the nosebleeds, and she said she paid a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I was able to get the, the like, sold tickets, which was yeah. great. Yeah. But, you know, that also meant, like, obviously we weren't as close as, like, whatever. It was a great show. Yeah. The... 
the fall off the the emotional fall off the cliff for all involved except presumably Harry Styles. <laughs> you don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't. I don't know if he psychically on some level felt it. Had a little because it was strong. <laughs> um but the like true fall off the cliff of that like did not we kind of didn't recover from it as a as a household right the whole almost the whole week oh maybe the whole weekend because then also air conditioning right went out right and then i don't know if i've ever talked to you about this it's so funny cuz michelle <laughs> had to go over to michelle's house and borrow giant fans oh my god um and michelle was like matilda gets this way when She's hot, like she can't process any, like she can't. And Birdie really always, since they were a baby, if Birdie's, we would call it hotted. If Birdie's too hotted, like forget it. Like the kid would lose it majorly. Like heat does a real, which is why part of the reason too, and I think you and I have talked about this, why I feel like New York has ultimately been better in many ways for Birdie because, because there's less time that they're hot. Right. Physically right. hot. One time I gave Birdie like a sleep mask and it had a, you could put like ice packs in it. And they were, they explained to me how they were very grateful for that because they get so hot when they're trying to sleep and that would be yeah. useful for them. Yeah. No, literally one of the DBT therapy things that like Birdie's learned is to put their front of their face in cold water. Yeah. Like their like their forehead, eyebrows, almost to the eye, almost like like the idea is that you're diving into cold water. Right, right. And get it. It's interesting. Actually, guys, honestly, that's a very helpful thing for anyone. Yes. If yeah. you feel like really overwhelmed you're and you're like losing it, if you take a, like a sink or bowl, cold, it doesn't have to be freezing, just cold water, and you like lean over and put the front part of your head in it there's it's like a scientific I'm not a doctor but it's a scientific thing that it like it calms it it does something to your limbic system and helps calm you down think about it that's what everyone does in a horror movie when they're freaking out they and then they splash their face with cold water and then the um killer is right behind them oh wait uh cricket and mark are here to get Gina hold on hold on okay episode of Busy Phillips is doing her best is brought to you by the new Showtime original comedy series. I love that for you. Joanna Gold's dream is to become a home shopping channel star no matter what it costs, be it her dignity, self-respect, or sense of right and wrong. Maybe. She lands the job determined to redefine herself, but finds the road to stardom is not quite as seen on TV. She's equally intimidated by a boss who eats careers for breakfast, played by the hilarious and amazing Jennifer Lewis. I love her. And infatuated with her idol, the unstoppable superstar host, played by SNL legend Molly Shannon, who isn't obsessed with Molly Shannon. Caught off guard, Joanna slightly blows it on live TV and then sells a whopper of a story to keep her job. That Little White Lies snowballs into a network-devouring avalanche, and she has to learn the difference between selling herself and selling out. 
starring the very hilariously awkward or awkwardly hilarious Emmy nominee and SNL veteran Vanessa Bayer. I love that for you is streaming now only on Showtime. Busy, 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 busy. Um, guys. What are you doing for the summer? You got plans? Are you thinking about your trip, getting together with a barbecue on Monday? What's what's the plan? What are you doing? One thing's for sure. You need it to be a vibe. <laughs> and when you're ready to make good vibes even better, an ice cold, busy hard seltzer will be waiting for you. Busy hard seltzer passes the vibe check with its bold and delicious fruit flavors. We love it so. Vizzy has you covered this summer with a wide range of refreshing fruit flavors like pineapple mango, black cherry lime, my favorite, strawberry kiwi, blueberry pomegranate. Vizzy also has a lemonade hard seltzer, what? As well as a mimosa hard seltzer. And each variety pack offers four delicious fruit flavors. Guys, my favorite is watermelon strawberry or the blackberry lemon, or the raspberry tangerine, or the papaya passion fruit. What about you, Casey? You know, I'm like pineapple all the time. So pineapple mango is for me, but I love them all. I love I love uh, refreshing fruit and seltzer. And and I actually can't wait to get the mimosa hard seltzer because I love a mimosa sometimes. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, that's good, I good love for it. a summer brunch. Guys, Vizzy hard seltzer is the seltzer that passes the vibe check. Vizzy is a vibe. If you're as excited to try Vizzy hard seltzer as I was, here's how you're going to do it. To find Vizzy near you, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash Busy, B-U-S-Y. That's Vizzy, V-I-Z-Z-Y, HardSeltzer.com slash Busy. And for updates on the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. Come on, you got to be 21 and older to drink. I'm going to this like Planned Parenthood dinner thing tonight. I think I'll be done here yeah. in time to go back to family home. Okay. But in case I'm not, I wanted them to get Gina now so that I don't have to worry about it. That makes sense. Because she doesn't want to be alone, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how she, if she poops and how it is, Mark. I have, there's poop bags. I refilled them nervous about her. If she's sick again tomorrow, today she had one normal poop, but then like just straight diarrhea. I know, poor buddy. And she's been a little bit like mo- like lethargic-y. I know. Bye, guys. <sighs> well, that's part of the <laughs> chaos that ensued. So, yeah. So like, Brody was just like, couldn't get over this idea. Ugh. It was just a disaster. It was, it was bad. Yeah. And I couldn't recover, like, <clears throat> because I was so depleted. And I talk about this in my own therapy. And I we talk about it in family therapy. Like, you know, if I am, if my battery is, like, at zero, mm-hmm. I have a real, like, um, it's almost, it's so hard for me. It's almost impossible for me to like hold the thread yes. and continue to try to be a good parent. And like that night, like I couldn't even say like, 
Ugh, I'm so sorry. I know that must, I, I could, honestly, I can hear how that would have sounded like maybe I was being sneaky and planning something. Like, I was just like, what are you attacking? Like, I was just like, I like just went so hard in a way that was really not great. Right. Like, I wasn't, it wasn't great. It was, right. I felt, anyway. Then air conditioning was out. And then Bertie had a friend over and they had like kind of like a full day of activities the next day. And then that day, Cricket was in a mood. Maybe everyone's just PMSing kind of. Like even Cricket who doesn't have her period <laughs> yet. But like maybe it's – I don't know. But anyway, Cricket was like in a, in a mood and was being really rude to me. And then I was trying to like – I don't know. Just like felt – it was just hard. It was just hard and the air conditioning was out. And Cricket like, ah, wouldn't do anything with me. I mean it was just so – that was like when I wanted to talk to you. And then the minute you called, like Cricket – was playing Uno with me finally right, after like right. the whole day of me being like, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's, and like, just like that. No, no, no. So I didn't pick up the phone guys. Cause I, and I texted Casey real fast. Like, yeah, I'm going to have to Uno. call you back. Finally, Uno. <sighs> finally playing a game of Uno. <sighs> anyway. um, And then that evening night, we got, picked up the fans from Michelle. I dropped Birdie's friend off. But even that was like a whole thing because Birdie got real bratty to me and the car in front of their friend. Like, I don't know if it's like showing off like why teenagers do that. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not a good feeling. It's Especially it's not fun to watch. And... It's especially not fun to be the subject of, but you know what's the most interesting part about it? I wish that kids knew that it's awkward for the person that they're doing it for and makes that for person feel weird and I maybe- I the friend hates it. Yeah. So there's like no point. Nobody's ever like, you're such a bitch to your mom. It's amazing. No, they <gasps> hate it. But I remember having friends do that and I would feel awkward and, uh, but I never said anything probably one way or another to, uh, any of them, except for Matt, when we were dating, I was like, you're kind of tough on your mom. It's, it's, uh, it is not pleasant to be around. Interesting. Did he (laughs) course cracked? Yes. Huh. Good. I'm glad he did. Well, anyway. I was just, I was just feeling, I was already feeling put upon by, yes. yeah, every, you know, and so then we got back to the house and as soon as we got back to family home, Bertie started freaking out about the cats being, because obviously like it's a house that's many floors. <laughs> yeah. It was hottest on the top right. floor. Right. Which is where Bertie, yeah, Bertie's and Bertie and Mark's bedrooms are on the top floor. Okay. And the cats are up there and we still keep them separate from Gina only because Gina just is like, I don't know. She just like wants to eat them. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. And we've, I've done the thing. She's her on the leash and I don't know. She just gets real. She gets really like, um, primal. 
Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm sure everybody has like a big plan of how to, but sometimes like, well, you know, my dogs, like their brains are broken. They're just, you know, they want to kill. Think that's a, I think if we had the time and the energy to integrate them all together, we could. However, as you can tell, there's yeah. a lot going on. Maybe, but sometimes I have my doubts when people are like, all you have to do is this and this. And then after like six months and, you know. Right. I don't, right. I have my doubts. I think that, you know, sometimes I mean, a dog just, just like, wants to eat a cat. Gina just like really is interested in what they would taste like, I think. Yeah. But so anyway, so we keep them separated and there's like a little gate up there to keep Gina out. Yeah. The cats clearly could get over the gate if they wanted to because they're cats, but yeah, they're, they, they don't because yeah. they're happy in their they two don't bedroom apartment upstairs. They don't want to get by Gina. Yeah. They're fine. But Birdie started freaking out about how hot it was up there for the cats. And then, I don't know, kind of the points that they were making, I was like, it is so much cooler all the way downstairs, but it's the only way to the backyard. And how am I going to take Gina out? And Birdie was just freaking out and was like, you wouldn't leave a cat in a car that hot? And I was like, oh, that is a good point. Shoot. Then I started to kind of panic about like, oh God, they've been up there all day. Do they have water? Like what's happening? I don't even, like Birdie really takes care of the cats. They're really their responsibility. Right. So like, I didn't know, I kind of hadn't even been thinking about them all day. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, anyway, so then I was like feeling guilty that I wasn't even aware that the cats might be in peril. And then, so then I was just like, well, just let me think about what we should do because I'm worried about Gina. And then the next thing I have, Birdie's like banging down the stairs, like scraping all the freshly painted stairs with the gate. And like, I was like, bah! And was like, I'm just doing it. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Are they, you know, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the dog on a walk and you move the cats and then like that's we'll just that's how it'll be. I took Gina on a walk and I got wine. And <laughs> some might say that isn't the best move, but honestly, in that moment, I needed a chill vibe. I needed to just have a glass of rose and chill the fuck out. Sure. I came back, cats were downstairs. I was like, Birdie, you have everything? And Birdie's like, yes. But then Gina like got the scent right. and was freaking out. And then like was running all the way upstairs where the cats normally were to investigate. and like freaking yeah, out yeah. and then running all the way downstairs. So then Gina was just like panting and crazy and like was like acting so insane and I didn't know what to do. And I, I was like trying to get her to calm down, but like it was so hot and so hot in the bedroom and like. Anyway, Cricket was sleeping in my bed with me and we had like the fans going and I think the fans freaked Gina out. Like they were too big <laughs> and scary. And then Birdie kept texting me like, get Gina. She, she's barking at the gate downstairs. I was like, oh my God. Because Birdie had decided to sleep like basically like in the TV room all right. the way downstairs. Sure. Because it was like the coolest place. Yeah. With the cats. Right. I don't know if I'm explaining this, but the chaos of this situation. It was chaos. Yeah. And 
Meanwhile, though, I will say the sound of those fans, Cricket fell right asleep and just, (laughs) I mean, just passed out and was like done, like just asleep. Anyway, so. (laughs) It's such a metaphor, like that, like, you know, just block out all the sounds of the chaos. and and, Yeah, just went to sleep. Yeah. That's who Cricket has had to be a lot in her life. Yeah. Anyway, so then I think I fell asleep at some point and then woke up to the sound of Gina throwing up. Not a cat. No. Thank God. I, that, because to hear Gina throwing up in the middle of the night, I would have been sure that you were about to see a cat skeleton. Ew, I didn't <laughs> even think about that. But no. It was disgusting, though, and it smelled. It was, like, so weird. Oh, no. And then, and so I cleaned it up, and I was so mad. So mad. And I took Gina downstairs to go. I, like, put Gina on the leash and took Gina downstairs to go out back to, like, go to the bathroom because I thought I didn't know what was going on with the dog. But as I, like, came down the stairs, I heard birdie awake doing something and i'm like what ha- what hello and birdie's like oh i forgot the litter box the cats peed all over the sofa <laughs> and I was like, oh my god nah! and i was like birdie i knew this was a bad idea like i like then i just again parent fail with birdie like they're not my sister. I'm not a teenager. I have to be a better mother. I am just like sometimes so bad at it. I can't. I just feel like such shit about it, you know? And God, they're just a kid. They're just a kid. And also, I was scared for the cats, too, and I wanted them to go downstairs because I didn't know what heat does to cats, and I guess I could have Googled it, but anyway, it had slightly cooled down, so Birdie, I was like, just take the cats back upstairs. It's kind of cool. You'll be able to sleep. Take, I'll bring this fan up. Gina went out back. We moved the animals up, but not before one of the cats went under underneath the stove and refused to come out. <laughs> it was like such fucking insanity. And then I stepped, as I went back into my bedroom, stepped in another pile of throw up. Oh my God. That was disgusting from Gina. And then I cleaned that up. And I just left the pee sofa because I was like, I'll just have to deal with it in the morning. I can't even like contemplate what the fuck to do right now. Um, And then the morning, everyone was exhausted. Everyone was mad. I like let everybody sleep in. So we were late to school. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't even want to tell the next part, (laughs) but I I just really don't. I just really don't because it's so, it's too much. But Needless to say, I ended up, after dropping the kids to school, sobbing hysterically in a parking garage, like, to a parking attendant for 10 minutes. And he and I was, like, and, like, apologizing to him for, um, for trauma dumping. <laughs> and he was like, ma'am, that is a thing from TikTok that's not real. 
not say that, but, um, but you know, that's what Bertie always accuses me of doing trauma dumping <laughs> guys. Is this, should we rename this podcast trauma dumping? No. Okay. <laughs> um, um, but I mean, I, th- listen, I think trauma dumping is sometimes real. But I think it's a pattern of like if you were going back to that garage to cry to that parking. No, attendant I was going every back day, for another reason, which is like what I don't. I don't want to like talk yeah, about wanna, what happened. No, but I'm saying if you were going every day to see that parking attendant and you're like another thing that made me upset, that would be trauma. No, dumping. I was going back because it, yeah, I was going back because there, something was. It, it, oh God, I can't even get it's it. Fine. I really don't want to get into it. I'm just you saying. Just I'm know, just saying. I, yes, you're. You <laughs> just had a moment with a parking attendant where you just had a little bit of a breakdown. But it's not like you're taking advantage of a long term relationship with that I see, parking I see. attendant. Okay, okay. Too. You know. Well, listen, they should explain it better on TikTok because I, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'm sure they explain it well. I've never even watched. Uh, I just know that Bertie always tells me I trauma dump everything. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's a challenge, guys. It's, it's an every cha- day is a challenge. Here's, every day is a fucking challenge. Here's what I will say is that that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. Wait. What? Then. Then. I go back to the house. Well, I was texting Mark because I was like, wait, who? He had con- he was the one that had contacted people to fix the, oh, the, the air conditioning or whatever. Yeah. And I contacted – oh, because the guy came the day before, mm-hmm. the day Cricket wouldn't leave the house. The guy showed up and then was like, oh, I don't have a tall enough ladder to get up on your roof. Right. I can't do it. Bye. And I was like, wait, what? Meanwhile, the guy that came the next day had the same size ladder, guys. Well, that says something okay. about guy one versus guy two and not about you. No, but I did get like sort of, it seemed like I got a real astronomical price to fix the air conditioning. Yeah. Fixing AC and during a heat wave in New York City. Sure. Yes. Yes. Um, and I was a little bit like. I don't know. It was like just me and Blake was there, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I was a little bit like, I think she's like, so do you want to do it? Should we, shall we go ahead and do it? And I was like, you know, but I did the thing. Cause I was like, well, if he's going to treat me like a dumbass woman, I guess I'm just going to be, you know, I'm going to be like, you know what? I really should check with my husband. <laughs> oh <laughs> I mean, my I did God. it. On, you know, I did it on purpose. Yeah, Cause yeah. I just was like, you're going to try to take me for all this fucking money. Right. Okay. Well, let's just hold on that thought. Oh, my God. But that also meant then the other, the next people we called couldn't come until after, today. After the heat wave was over. Oh, the heat wave's done. Heat yeah. wave's gone. I mean, I just sleep with the windows open last night still. Oh, my God. With fans, fans yeah. on. Yeah. But Gina's had diarrhea since. It's all been a lot. Um, but also, wait, D- Gina's diarrhea. I came home from L.A. And Mark, sometimes, like, he does a thing where he, like, takes so much on. He forgets to tell me important things. Like, for instance, the sensitive food, stu- like, stomach food that Gina's been on 
for like a year right. had run out. Oh, no. And he was feeding her like a can from the bodega. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, just like random, like essentially the dog went from eating at a nice restaurant to eating like just fast food. Oh my God. So no you know wonder I mean? Gina's stomach isn't feeling good. Right. Because she probably has, she just has like a sensitive stomach to begin she does. with. We know this. And anytime like I've ever, she, she has a really sense, she always has since she was a puppy. So plus it was like very chaotic and really hot. And she was running up and down the stairs trying to like eat the cats. Like it was a perfect storm for Gina to have, you know, also she's my daughter. <laughs> She's got to have a gastrointestinal issue. Yeah, of course. Genetically. Obviously. Obviously. Wait, I, I meant to send this to you earlier in the week because I thought it would make you laugh. Um, but you just reminded me of it. Dina on our Facebook group said uh, this week, I think I listened to too much podcast in the car because my 10-year-old just asked me how Busy's diarrhea was. No. 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 Just so you know, there are 10-year-olds out there wondering how your diarrhea is. <laughs> I mean, it's not been great. But it's okay. It's okay. That was specific to the episode. Yeah. 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 Too. That one, the episode where I was sick. Now Gina's <laughs> got it. I don't know. But um Well, it's from the food. I think that I think once I think she gets so, which that- is why I didn't, which is why I didn't call. The doctor, yeah. the vet yet, because yeah. I a little bit felt like, let's just. She needs like, they should feed her yeah. a little rice. A little <sighs> white rice. That's my, I'm not a vet or a doctor. I've just been, I, I actually got her nice food. Yeah. That's like chicken and rice. Yeah. Okay. That should help. But and also. Maybe just, maybe just rice. Yeah, just a little rice just to stop the pooping. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't even, I didn't have it in me to make rice. Oh it was my so God. hot. Uh, you just, I couldn't put, I couldn't You like order Chinese the, food and you give them no. the rice okay. from All right. the. Fair enough. Well, you know what I do have here though at, at Casa Gizmet? What? Um, did you ever watch like, David Chang's like hack for saving rice from restaurants? Oh no, I don't know. Because you know, like, Oftentimes you get just too much yeah, rice. Yeah, so delivered. much rice, unlimited. So you can actually, my friend Simran, shout out to Sam. Hi, Sam. Our friend Sam was the one who told me, and then I watched David Chang's hack too. Uh, you like put it in saran wrap in like little serving sizes. Oh, okay. And then you sort of like fold it up. Like you just like roll it up oh, in like the a, saran like wrap. Oh, like a little sandwich or whatever. Yeah. And then you put it in the freezer and then when you need it, like you have like a little single serving of rice. That's oh, nice. That's very smart. easy to defrost. That's smart. I actually have that here. I should just bring it back to family home. And let Gina have a little rice. See how she does with it. Oh, I'm sorry that you had like such a chaotic 48 hours. Oh, but the guy came today while... I was here doing this thing and it totally was like fixed and it was like NBD, not a big deal. And not a million dollars. No, and not six grand. Oh my God. Yeah. It's insane that, well, now the heat wave's over. So, you know, I'm sorry that it was so chaotic, but all 
as you said, nothing to do with the the big news of of. Well, it's not news to us of your of your life. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but still. But I think like reaching a point where you're ready to talk about it is is a big deal and probably has like some type of energetic effect on your life. Who knows? For good and probably, for, yeah, you yeah, know. probably. Probably. It just feels like you're about to jump off a diving board, probably. But now you already have, so. I don't feel like I was, I didn't. There you was didn't no feel like board. that? No. No. Huh. Mm. No. I don't like diving boards, though. <laughs> just on a side note. Why? It's scary. <laughs> I don't like jumping off diving boards. Even just like a little regular one? Oh, no, I liked little. I had, We had a little regular one growing up because, you know. Yeah, Arizona, Arizona. 80s. Yeah. They're all, they're really like outlawed now. Nobody, ha- you can't have them. You can't have diving boards now? You, you can't get them new. Like if you buy a house that has a diving, a pool with a diving board, it was like put in a long time ago. Like people won't put them in anymore because I think they're like death traps. Yeah. I mean, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Does it? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people They're putting get, a pool in. Yeah, that's true. But I'm sure a lot of people injure themselves. But I mean, listen, who knows? Who knows? I and don't. As usual, someone who's uh, who wants a diving board and has the means, I'm sure will get one somehow. But I, I guess it makes sense. I don't know. I didn't know about this. Lawyers are diving boards outlawed. I don't Swimming know if they're outlawed. I just know lawyers. that you can't. They're get, uncommon. You can't. You can't. Like people. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah. Huh? Who knew? Um. But can you still get like a like a water slide that goes into your pool? Yeah. Okay. But like the diving boards of the pools of our childhood. Yeah. No the more backyard pools of our childhood. Yeah. It's like impossible to get them. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. I feel like I spent a full year of my childhood being like uh, cajoled while standing on the edge of a diving board. It is scary. Oh, it's because home insurance. Oh, it's, I mean, yeah. it's like dinos- five reasons why diving boards have gone the way of the dinosaur. This all makes sense. Why are diving boards going away? Number one, pool safety. Number two, Less play area. Number three, higher insurance. Number four, stiff diving boards. Number five, too much pool. <laughs> I don't know what that four even means. Four and five, I feel like they only had three reasons. <laughs> and they were just so weird. And I actually think, list. I actually think in most cases, homeowner's insurance goes up significantly when you add a diving board is the main reason. Yeah. Like who... You know what I mean? That's it. Not everything has to be a list, guys. Diving boards had major spring 15 years ago. Today, it's tough to find a diving board that has much spring at all, mainly because manufacturers are scared of lawsuits. Because these boards are very rigid now, they lose their novelty very quickly. And pool owners regret having them installed in the first place. Interesting. So they've changed diving boards. Right. To be period. less, less, they're not springy. bouncy. They're not, no, bouncy. they're not springy at all. Yeah. They're just like, like, you know, if you go to like the public pool and it's got those like, plat- like a platform, it's like a diving yeah. platform, yeah. but it's just like 
two inches off of the ground. Right. Which you can just do from the side of the pool. Of course. That's what everybody does. And I mean, at this point, like if you, I don't know, I had a friend who I just remember hearing that he had like, he moved to LA. He was a TV writer. And uh, then somebody was like, oh, you got to call him. He's in the hospital because he broke his leg. And it was from um, jumping from the roof of his new L.A. home onto a trampoline, trying to get into the pool, but didn't make it all the way into the pool and broke his leg. I told you that Spike Jones jumped off the roof of my house. Oh, my God. In Los Angeles into our swimming pool in Los Angeles. A lot of guys doing that. we first moved into it and Bertie was just born. Whoa. And he and Michelle were like going out for a minute and they came over to visit. And then Michelle and I were like literally sitting in the living room with the baby and Merck and Spike were like walking around the house or whatever. And then we just saw Spike like pass the window into the pool. Oh my God. (laughs) Did you scream? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, no, I was holding a newborn. Yeah. You didn't want to scream. But I just was like, what the, what? just happened. So you can see, you can see why uh, we've just gotten to the, we've gotten to the nut. We've gotten to the why, why there are no, why, why there are all these rules have to be made is because like. Wait, but too much pool, the one that you said was stupid is actually, actually makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. In order to have a diving pool the right way, it needs to be at least 38 to 39 feet long because oh. the slope in the middle of the pool needs to be far enough away from the board itself so someone wouldn't dive into the part of the pool and be injured. That makes a very long pool. Right. Most people right. don't want it. To give you an example, of the 600 plus pools our company has installed, I guess I'm just on some company's website, uh, roughly 75% have been 35 feet or less. Right. Right. This is especially applicable to subdivisions where backyards simply don't accommodate such large sizes. We've all learned something today, We've guys. We've all learned something about pools. And um, I'm sorry that I said not everything has to be a list, I guess, in that case <laughs> on that pool company's website. It did. We did need all I want five these reasons. answers and they gave them to me. I think the big answer is that like Certain people who are idiots, are men, are determined to injure are themselves with our idiots, <laughs> swimming pools and diving boards. And so we just, uh, the fun's over, everyone. We can't have roofs. We can't have diving boards. We can't have shit. Because men are idiots. <laughs> and, you know. I mean, what that, that says it all. It, that doesn't need to be a list in the case of, of where did diving boards go. You shouldn't name the episode that, though, because then people are going to think I'm talking about Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Men are idiots. Um, well, what are you doing your best at this week? I mean, I know you've, like, survived – Kept everyone all oh. alive in your in your hot house. Hmm. I don't know. You go first, and then I'll think about it for one second. 
I'm just, I mean, to be honest, like my birthday is this week and it is a big one. I'm turning 50. I don't like it at all. I do not like it. And it's not because of like, I wish that I were younger. That's not the case. It's just that like being 50 is truly middle-aged. Like if you're lucky, you'll live to be 100 and, um, you know, and it just sucks to be 50. <laughs> it sucks to feel halfway there because I don't feel halfway there, you know? Yeah. So I'm just like doing my best to be like, well, I talked to our friend, your friend, Jenny Mullen. I just like messaged her to say that I really liked her book and we shared the same birthday. So every time we talk, it's about how we're birthday twins. Also, our friend John Ross Bowie has the same birthday as uh, Jenny and and me. And um, so she was saying like, I don't know, she said like, we're going to be the same age or whatever. And I was like, no, girl, I'm going to be 50. And I really just hate it. And it's the kind of thing where I I'm trying to do some, like, weird 1960s, like, not lie about my age, but not acknowledge it. But, like, there's no point in doing that. But I do – I hate my birthday, period, but I hate this one the worst so far. I mean, I haven't had it yet, but I hate that it's coming. And so I'm just, well, doing my best to try to be chill about it. Okay. But also – is there like what are you do what do you what are your plans? What are do you have a plan? It's this weekend. I Isn't don't it on the really, weekend. When does no, it fall? It's on, Wait, I have I was just looking Monday. Monday. It's on Monday. Oh, it's Memorial it's actually yeah, it's Memorial Day. Memorial yeah. Day. Which is uh, contributes to why I don't love my birthday because it was always like a thing where, you know. Memorial Day is not always the same date, though, right? It's not always the same date, but, like, if you're – it's always the same weekend that is around. So Mm -hmm. if you were going to do anything on your birthday, it would fall Mm -hmm. there. But I never – But so what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't really have any plans. It's weird because everyone's, like, getting sick again. So, you know. And I did have, like, a really nice gathering for my birthday last year when we were in, like, a a COVID dip. But even at that – I know. You couldn't be there because you were there. Um, But even at that, like, people were still so nervous and it was so, you know – I don't think – it was really fun, and, like, our friend Ayo came, and then um, our friend Heather Monterazzo was there, which was really nice, but it was so funny because she was like, I should have, I should go, but I've had too much to drink, so I want to, like, get my, you know, I want to, like, chill out, yeah. chill out a little bit, and she was, like, kept saying, I'm not leaving until that guy leaves, and then she was pointing to Lincoln, and he was like, I, I live here, I'm a teenager, <laughs> You're going to be here a long time, ma'am. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so anyway, I don't really have plans. I don't know. I'm just trying to, like, be relaxed about it. And I was thinking about it, actually, um, when you were talking about about um, Birdie. It's, like, a weird theme that I'm going to have a hard time articulating. But, like, between talking about my parents' divorce and, like, waiting for things to happen that weren't going to happen or that, mm. like, you know— and 
Birdie thinking that maybe you had planned something mm. for them that wasn't going to happen. And uh, my own, like, hatred of my birthday is, like, um, just in the past few years, I finally realized, like, how much I really, like, for the most part, don't love surprises. Oh, Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I generally don't surprise. I try not to surprise other people unless I'm a million percent sure it's a good surprise for them and that they're going to be able to handle it. But also, like, I'm really, I will really always tend to tell someone, like, I know this might seem like a situation where something exciting is about to happen, but it's not. Like, just so you know. <laughs> so, like, just By the way, I swear to God, Mark and I had this like, you know, postmortem about the birdie thing. And he was like, maybe we just have to say to birdie, like, just so you know, we're going to see Harry Styles, but you're not going to meet Harry Styles. Right, right. But, you know, like, like we will, I mean, one thing I will say that we've always been honest with our kids about lots of stuff, but like, I do think that like, if we said like, this is the truth. Right they would believe us because we've never tricked them. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. We're not trickers. Yeah. We're not tri- tricky parents. Some parents are tricky parents. Yes. I hate true. tricky parents. I mean, there's a lot of, well. Terrifying. There's, there's tons of tricking that goes on Ugh. in raising. So many people trick everything. And then, and also some parents are not tricky at all. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of like, you have to let some things be magical and, you know, like, pretend and you know whatever but for the most part I really try not to surprise people and I try to eat I you know what worse than I hate a surprise I hate when you thought there was a possibility of a surprise and it it didn't happen happen. so So that's yeah that's what happened with Birdie yes Birdie just was like and Birdie also hates birthdays interesting so maybe they're uncomfortable with you know, like for me, I would hate like thinking, oh, maybe my dad will pick me up on my birthday or whatever, you know, <laughs> but um, but maybe that's like it would just have been better if he was like, I'm not going to. It's not happening, not this time, um, but maybe that's a thing like, you know, it's too much. It's too much. It all does feel like too much. Yeah. I wish you had something like fun, like an idea of something fun that you wanted to do so that you could just like look forward to it genuinely. And then, I don't know. I'm not a person that's like, I I really like birthdays. I really like celebrating. You do. Yeah, you're good at celebrating them. Well, I don't know. It's just all a fucking miracle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that we're even here. That we get another year healthy, that we are relatively healthy, that, like, we get to see our kids as they age. Just so many people are just not that lucky. You know what I mean? And so I just, like, the way I – even when I have, like, moments of being bummed about aging, yeah, I just feel like my overarching – feeling about another year is like even if it's a shit year it's just like ah so lucky that yeah. i even get to live through this 
shit year. Yeah. You know? And see the kind of kids that you have raised and, like, continue to get to see them. It's true. I know. I mean, I do feel that, like, logically. I just hate that. I hate that it's the middle of my life and I feel like I'm just starting in so many ways, you know, or, like, starting over, which I'm sure you can identify with a little bit. Yeah. Um, in this moment. <laughs> um, you know. But like, did I tell you about the lady at Hoffman who was 85? Oh my gosh. Wow. No, I don't think you did. Maybe because we're not supposed to like say things about people <laughs> that are there. But like, but like it was so inspiring yeah. to see a person who was so much older who was like, I want to change the way that I, like, I want to change these things uh, that I've been holding on to, like, you know, had their own, own issues and own things, you know, like, and just, it never occurred to her that she was too old for it. Like she was just like, right. I don't know. Like, I know what you're saying. I really know what you're saying. Fuck, I know what you're saying. It's just a thing that I guess you have to like, well, you just have to like put it on and get used to it, which is what I'm trying to do by like not avoiding it, even though I really fucking hate it. But there's no other choice, you know, and it is so lucky. Like I think of, again, I think of my friend Lisa Bonchek Adams, who passed away, gosh, it was years ago now, but she was, you know, she was dying of a terminal illness and she talked She used social media to talk everyone through it. Like, my life is ending. And here, like, here are questions that are hard to answer. And, like, if you're ever in this position, this is the way that, um, that, you know, I wish to be spoken to. These are the things that I wish people knew and they're hard questions to ask. Anyway, and then our friend Mark Ten Hoopen just passed away in uh, in the past week or so, and it already feels like 100 years, and it, both of them gone way too soon. So I realize how lucky I am to be, whether it's like 50 more years or whatever more I get, but I still do feel like such a kid. Yeah. I'm sorry. Why am I the one crying today? Because it's an emotional time. I also cried a little bit, by the way. A little bit. I and I've been and I've cried a lot in the last couple of days. So maybe I'm just like I'll also cry. I'm not I I'll don't feel I mean I'm like emotional about parts of but at this point I'm that's why I like didn't want you know what I mean? Like right. that's why we that's why we didn't talk about this at right. other times. Right, right. Um it was too raw and too difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I just, I don't know. That's like, I mean, that's what I always say. Like, youth is wasted on the young. Like, I get that more and more. Like, youth is wasted on the young. It's so true. It's so fucking true. And bless their hearts. They won't know it until they're older. Because they can't. Because you can't. Right. Right. But living, like, you know, and even just my, like, freak out talking about how I fail as a parent sometimes it's also how I'm amazing as a parent right is that I'm is that I'm young and I (laughs) I feel young and I seem young and I'm and I 
am willing to like play and like do weird things. Right. But then also sometimes I fight like I'm a teenager <laughs> with my child, which is not appropriate. And well, I know that from therapy, guys. Yes. Yes. Well, that's how I feel about, like, a lot of times people will comment on, like, oh, you got this voice really good in, in like, writing. It's so important to, like, get a voice or whatever. And that's why I love YA literature. It's why I love, like, television that's geared to young people. And I'm really proud of myself when I can do that. And, um... And I always say it's because I still feel 15. I still feel 16, Um, which is great for that. (laughs) But Well, it's great for lots of reasons. Yeah. Casey. (laughs) And like also, and also like, whatever. Whatever. Consciously uncoupling, 50s, the new 30. Age is just a number. Age is a construct. Time doesn't (laughs) exist. It's all whatever, (laughs) wherever, however. Live your life. Be happy. Celebrate your fucking birthday. Well, I'll let you know what I do on Monday. That's the worst day to have a birthday. Well, it's a holiday. It is. A, a somber holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. A somber I mean, holiday it's, where that just people just barbecue. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. It's so weird. The barbecuing. It's so weird. <gasps> Let's do a charity live thing stream live. Whatever. <laughs> what is? What are those things called that we do that we've done? Like a party. Let's do a. a party. Cha- Let's do a birthday party for charity. Would that make you happy? <laughs> I don't know. We. Well, we I mean. We could do on Zoom or what's the thing? Um, the other side thing? door. Side door? Yeah. <laughs> that could be fun. Remember how fun your Zoom birthday was that one that year? That was too? really fun. And you organized that. And that was also really nice. The first year of the pandemic. That was super fun. That was super fun. And we could do a Prince themed side door party. <laughs> <laughs> we could see if any, if we could get like any of the like, Prince cover bands to play a song. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, And he could raise money for something great. I mean, I'm just trying to like run into Wendy Melvoin on the streets of Los Angeles all these years. It's really the real reason I moved here to do your show. Yes. You don't know who Wendy is the water warm enough. Yes, Lisa. Okay. Wendy and Lisa. I haven't gone. I haven't. From dived enough. The ladies from Prince's band, The Revolution, Wendy and Lisa. They're very famous ladies. Right, yeah. And you've probably met Wendy Melvoin a million times. Oh, I don't know. I bet you've been at parties where she's played music. I bet everyone was once. Yeah. I was at a party once where she played. Of course. Huh. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I was. I remember that's so funny now that I yeah, now that you say that, I really um, do remember that. But anyway, huh. yeah. So I don't know why I got on a topic of saying that I love Wendy Melvoin. Um, Meredith Salinger tells me all the time that she and Patton Oswalt are friends with Wendy Melvoin just to make me, like, go crazy and make my feels heart. That feels rude. <laughs> that feels rude. I'm sorry. That doesn't feel like a you nice thing to do. Make my heart pound. If you're not, if it's not under the heading of like, oh, I'm really good friends with Wendy <laughs> Melvoin. Why don't you come over 
for dinner and we will invite her. Well, it's not possible. I'm sure she would, but it's just not possible at this time. Which is because it's like COVID times. What if I gave COVID to Wendy Melvoin? You know, I I can't be responsible for that. But I do. um, I don't know why I got on the topic of why I love her so much, but she really is a hero to me. And she... um, is on Instagram and I follow her on Instagram and she feeds a squirrel in her yard. And one time we had a chit chat about like squirrels and it was like the highlight of my life. Um, anyway. So you guys are basically friends. Yeah. We're basically, well, here's what I'll say that happened and it was good and it wasn't on my birthday, but it is still a gift and it was still like a pleasant surprise. So, you know, so I just have to, but did your mom, Set up a secret meeting <laughs> with Harry Styles. No. No? No. Did she She just woke up at four in the morning, <laughs> flew six hours, drove six fucking hours that day? Yeah. That, there but, wasn't a lot of, a lot of that. Um, but, you know, did Bird at least say thank you? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, because I would like to say thank you for doing that because that's a huge thing and something that they'll never forget even if they didn't remember to say thank you. And I think that you don't get thanked a lot. What gives you that impression? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Casey, I love you so much. Well, I love you too. And I really do get it because I feel the same way. And I had, I actually talked to my psychiatrist today. Um, and he's like, oh, your birthday is right, coming up. And I was like, I know. Feels unfair though. And he's <laughs> like, what do you mean? And I was like, I don't know. Feels like I shouldn't be turning 43. I should be turning 40 again because right. I feel like these last two years fucking blow. And we should just like be able to get rid of them and yes. start over at that age. Yes. And he was like, I mean, okay, you can do whatever you want, you know? <laughs> I was like, all right, that's a good point. That's all I'm saying. If you want to be 47. A few more times. Who cares? Age is nothing but a number. <laughs> it is, but then, yeah. I it's, know. You I know. know. I get it. I get it. I really do. Yeah. I'll maybe I'll sort it out at some point. Maybe we should just have like a giant party for you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's my that's my fix. Well, don't that- do it. Let's not do it on Monday because everyone will be very busy <sighs> somberly grilling out of town. That's my lifetime I don't know, of maybe experience like don't have pla- I don't have any plans this weekend. So <laughs> That's good. I think it's good not to have any plans. Like you've been planned to death. I guess, but then also, I don't know. Here's what I'm doing my best at this week. Yeah, let's hear it. I felt dragged hard by the few days, like as a parent and as a human and just like, and mostly just as a parent and like felt like a failure, like multiple times, like I've failed. And then yesterday I was going to go pick Cricks up at school and I texted 
a mom friend at school, which I like really don't have that many at this <laughs> school. Right, I mean, that's right. true. Uh, but I texted her and I was like, hey, you know, is your kid available to play with cricket after school? And she was like, yeah, I'm like heading there now. Should I take them to our house or do you want to take them to yours? And I was like, well, it's sort of up to you. I'll come meet too because the way that the sign yeah, out works, like it was too late out. to make yeah. the plan to, right? Yeah. So went over there and we told the kids that they were going to get to play together and they were super excited. And then she was like, let me take them. Like they'll be so happy on the roof of our building. They've got all this stuff, whatever, whatever. And I was like, great. And she's like, but then come over at like 4.45 and we'll just like have a glass of wine on the roof and the kids can play and whatever. And I was like, that sounds great. So in the time that I had after school before going over to their house, um, I went to the grocery store and I like, bought food (laughs) that the kids that's like better than what they've been. I've been like very complacent. I feel like I've been very much like, like we all have, like we're, I just have noticed that I've been like very like path of least resistance with my kids recently. Like I've been feeding my family on paper plates because I can't take it. I I gave cricket. I had cricket had Taco Bell for dinner the other night, which is like, I have some standards. Do you know what I mean? And like Taco Bell for dinner is like definitely outside of the thing that I would think is okay for. I didn't even like heat up a vegetable to go with it. I just was like, here are your bean roll-ups. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all this screen time I feel like makes them really cranky and really rude and all this stuff, right? It does. We know it. It's like proven. Yeah. My kids used to be such fucking assholes when they played Wii, like Nintendo Wii. That, like, yeah. they, in fact, they are the ones that wound up rejecting it because they were like, we turned into, like, monsters. We hate when it. you guys, I mean, those kids are special because my children are like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's fine. The problem's you. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, but anyway, but I just am like, I need to think, I just needed to, I just need to do better for these, for these kids, right? So... I did that and then I got like these little like inexpensive but like outdoor game things to do in our backyard. Yeah. Later. But I bought all this like food, like fresh vegetables and fruits and then I started almost started crying because they had Harry's berries at this grocery store from California, Harry's berries. Oh. From huh? the Hollywood Farmers Market, Harry's yeah. berries. Yeah. And the guy was like, "Ooh, you really know the, swear to god the sweetest like produce man. And he's like, you really know your berries. And I was like, sir, I am from California. I know my berries. Anyway, they were all kind of like laughing at me. And then I bought so much stuff that the lady at the checkout, also like you have to check out yourself now everywhere, everywhere, which is like exhausting and must be exhausting for the people working there too, because they spent, I was watching, they still have to help you. They still have to help everybody because, but it's just like not official anyway. Um, but the lady that was helping me was like, do you live close? And I was like, yeah, I had my little rolly cart, but she's like, yeah, you can't carry all this. And I was like, I really think I, and she's like, no, where do you live? And I was like, a block away. And she's like, okay, come on. Come on, we're gonna just. I'm gonna walk. I'm. I'll be back. And like, just fully walked me with my groceries home, and it really like 
turned my mood. It was like <laughs> kind of amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I like Birdie was happy with Adelaide, the babysitter. And then Birdie was like, I need to take a nap. I'm exhausted. I was like, well, yeah, none of us slept last night. Right, right. Because of the cat dog debacle. Yeah. So Birdie like took a nap. I went over to the like my the friend's house. Yeah. We hung out on the roof and had some wine. I was like, we were like doing one of the little craft things that I had gotten for the kids. We were like all doing it together through no screens in sight. Nice. It was like so nice. And Cricket was in such a better mood. And then we got home and she like got in the bath with no issues. And like, it was amazing. Yeah. And I know that every day is not going to be like that. You know what I mean? Yes. I get it. Yes. But if I had just two of those days a week. A month? (laughs) I don't know. It just, it felt like I was like, oh, I get, I can see how sort of like small things make just such a huge difference, you know? Yeah. They like replenish, they like replenish your ability to do anything. They recharge your battery. That's why, you know, well, getting thanked for things is like really, that's one of the things that like recharges my battery when I've done something for someone and they acknowledge you did this for me, you know, having something done for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have an assistant and you have a babysitter, those, but I mean, like just someone doing something for you, uh, because that they, I'm not paying them, that not you're paying not paying them. them. Yeah. That they just want to do for you. Those are all like that lady at the co- check out lady. Yes. And exactly. I literally was like, I don't have any cash or anything. I'm sorry. I should, I should, I should have cash on me to tip you or whatever. And she was like, no, it's fine. I, it's a nice day out. I get to like walk, walk a block. Yeah. I was like, oh, there you okay. go. But like you just, those are things that like, and I just think that like right now you're in the thick of it and you don't have a lot of, your kids aren't the age where they're hyper aware of being grateful or like they're probably not thinking of things they can do to help you out. But no. <laughs> so just cooperating, that's like a nice thing. But you just, you have a lot. You have like, Two dramatic cats, one dramatic dog, two children, uh, a co-parent, and you just, yeah, you do. You need two days a month where everything is just smooth. Yeah. And it would be so great for everyone, too. Yeah. But isn't that, like, the wild thing about life? Like, that's how I've always dreamed of living. But it's so hard. Why can't everything just go in the right way? Why do things have to be such a struggle? And especially when it feels like, it can feel like in the moment, even though it's not necessarily true, but it feels like the struggling sometimes is, like, a little bit of a choice. Yeah. You know? And that's... That's how it is with kids that age. And that's why you get those moments where you feel like you've failed as a parent because you're just like, why couldn't this kid just make another choice, like to go to do it the easy way this time? And, you know, you lose your shit a little bit, but you're still a parent for like the rest of your life. You can't like you can't have failed at something that's still ongoing. So, you know. Well, that's true, I guess. I mean, I do believe that. 
That's but a good point. It's it's really hard, and I wish that there was. I wish there was some service to like tell you, like, you know, <laughs> that like thank you for that, and thank you for doing that, and that was really kind of you, and that was thoughtful of you, and that was above and beyond. And here, let me get. What do you want? Some ice cream? Some iced tea? Words of affirmation are your love language. I. My love language is all the love languages. Like, I love an act of service. I love a words of affirmation. I really just want gifts. I love gifts, depending. Not always. I got so excited when I saw that Prince thing. It's so cool. It's really, really cool. And it's, like, in beautiful condition. Like, whoever had it took really good care of it. It's in perfect condition. So, thank you. You're welcome. It's beautiful. Happy Um, birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But all the love languages are my love language, which is, what does that mean? Is that bad? No. I get it. You also want different things at different times from different people. Yeah. I think that's true as well. Because sometimes, like, my husband loves to do acts of service. And sometimes it, like, makes me nuts because I'm like, you don't have to. And then we get into, like, a thing about how he's like, I just want to do this for you. I just want to go get your charger cord for your computer for you. Mm, I really like acts of service if it involves bringing me a large cup of water. (laughs) Um, Which also I've passed on to Cricket, which is hilarious to hear Cricket yell down to Mark, Dad, can you bring me a big cup of water? (laughs) And I'm just like, I know that in his head he's like, I thought that I was done with this. <laughs> and now I have to continue to do this. But no. Because I love this tiny version <laughs> of the person that I married. Oh, my God. Oh, we laugh. We, we laugh. laugh. It's just we have fun, guys. <laughs> we have fun with the ups and downs. We don't wow. know what we're doing. Wow, wow, we're wow. doing our best. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> and we, right. we love you so we much. We love you guys. We yeah. Love- I got to go. I got to go get ready for my dinner. You do. I mean, we're on different coasts. I know. It's so weird. It'll Confusing. Never, it'll never stop being weird. No, I know. It's weird. All right, guys, we love you. Um, we love you so much. Questions, concerns, comments about my marriage, keep it to yourself. Um <laughs> I was going to say that, but then I was like, I don't want to sound like a school marm. But then I was also like, yeah, I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it. Thanks. Thanks. Not interested. Thank you. (laughs) Love you. Love you so much, but just really not interested. (laughs) (sighs) But I love you so much, guys. And thank you for listening. Oh, no. <laughs>